Welcome in, everybody. It is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your girl, Lauren Carpenter. You can find me at Stepmom Lauren. And uh, we had one heck of a week 15. Holy moly. Um, we, we still have four games yet to play, and it is Monday. Uh, it, just in case anybody is curious, this is Monday prior to the two Monday night games being played, um, and obviously prior to the 7 p.m. Eastern doubleheader games. Is that what you call it? Head-to-head? I don't, I don't know the terms for it. But we still have two more games to play on Tuesday. But that still doesn't mean that I am going to be remiss and not get you some options of waiver wire availability for some players here. Um, also some streaming options that you guys can take a look at. I am festive. It's Christmas time. All right. I know. I get it. I didn't feel like doing my hair. So that's up. Right. Just, you know, it's just it's how it is. It's how it is. I'm sick. But oh, well. You know, the show must go on and let us go ahead and go on. I am not going to be giving you the prize pick leaderboard update. It is a little early on Monday for them to have updated it yet. But since we have two games coming on Monday evening, I want to go ahead and get this video out to our producers, ergo out to you as fast as possible because I know that there are a lot of adjustments that everyone is going to have to make. Not only because we still have more players going on COVID, um, the COVID-19 reserve list, including Austin Eckler, and now, most recently, Travis Kelsey has just been placed on that COVID-19 reserve list. But we had a whole host of injuries that happened from week 15. Like, we all needed that. It was what a, what a crazy week um, to have our fantasy playoffs in week 15. I mean, it had all of this had to come to head on week 15. Of course it did. Fantasy football is so much fun. But, you know, if you're not in the playoffs, that's okay. There are still ways to enjoy the rest of the fantasy season, and one of those ways is by heading on over to prizepicks.com, use the promo code MMN, and you get your deposit of up to $100 matched. That is free money to play around with. It's over under picks. It's very easy to do. It's not just football either. There's tons of sports that are on there. It's my new obsession. I love playing around with prizepicks.com. There's also a link in the description of this video. Remember, promo code MMN to get your deposit of up to $100 matched. And don't worry, I am not going to completely forget about our 7-Eleven challenge, but I will update that next week when I have a little bit more information that I can give on over to you guys. But for now, in this video, we are going to focus on injuries, waivers, and streamers for week 16. So let's go right into it, and I'll start with the most obnoxious news um, that breaks my heart is Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, amazing guy, great football player. I don't know if you saw the hit, but his knee bent in a way knees aren't supposed to bend. Originally, they thought it was an MCL sprain. It's not. It's actually a torn ACL. He is done for the season. That is very unfortunate. And sticking with the Buccaneers here, uh, poor Tom Brady had a rough go of it in their shutout at home against the Saints because Leonard Fournette helicoptered and he hurt his hamstring. Mike Evans injured his hamstring. Um, those are questionable. We don't really know what's going on with Mike Evans or Leonard Fournette. Uh, we are assuming that both are going to miss some time. The last I've heard is that Fournette is expected to miss at least one or two games. So plan accordingly because playoff Lenny isn't going to be much help to us if we can't actually have him in our fantasy playoffs. So keep an eye on those two. Chris Godwin again out for the season. Um, Julio Jones. Uh, for the Tennessee Titans, he hurt his hamstring. 
Teddy Bridgewater, uh, that was a very scary collision that he had. The quarterback for the Broncos, um, he just was flattened and didn't move. And it was very, very scary. We never like to see that, especially someone like Teddy Bridgewater who has fought back from injury. Um, He spent the night in the hospital. He uh, was evaluated for a concussion, head, neck injury. He says he's doing fine, but the Broncos are expected to move forward with Drew Locke. Good luck. Broncos. As someone from Missouri, I understand this situation with Drew Locke. Another player that is out for the rest of the season is uh, Sterling Shepard of the New York Giants. He tore his Achilles, so he gone. Uh, They're likely going to hold Daniel Jones out for the rest of the season as well. So this could be Jake Fromm time. Yay? I mean, I don't even know what's happening with the poor Giants. It's just, ew. Not not a fun situation. And then with the Steelers, Pat Fryermuth, the rookie tight end who has been making waves throughout the season, he suffered a concussion and had to leave early, so keep your eyes on his status as well. And most recently, Joe Mixon. He has been diagnosed with an ankle sprain. And when I bring up our running back waivers, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into Samaje Ryan, who should already be rostered and for some reason is under 15% rostered. It's kind of criminal to me. So let's go ahead and get right in there to our waiver wire targets. Samaj P. Ryan, 13 to 15% rostered. I get it, but Mixon is, uh, you know, he's banged up. And I know Samaj P. Ryan isn't exactly, you know, a just shining star of a backup like an Alexander Madison is, but he can get the job done. They do have a very tough schedule, though. They play the Ravens next and then the Chiefs for that championship weekend in Week 17. So it's not awesome, but... Volume is volume, and again, only 13 to 15% rostered, so he should be available for you. Now, we did have a team that so far has been out of sight, out of mind. That is the Philadelphia Eagles, and we have Boston Scott and Jordan Howard that are both 30% and 10% rostered, respectively. Now, this is hard because it's, as you know, I've said it before, it's very difficult to trust Nick Sirianni, and Miles Sanders is still on this team as well, but if you need some help, One of these guys may be able to do it for you. Now, they do play on Tuesday of this week. So you do have, I don't want to say a little bit of time because waivers are going to be, you know, run when they run. But keep your eye on how they play. See if there's a snap count difference. Who gets that kind of volume? And also who might get hurt? Yuck, we don't like that. But they're going to play the Washington football team. Then they play the Giants. And then they're going to go ahead and play the Washington football team again. Now, they are also down many players because of COVID-19 and injuries. So keep your eye on how that game rolls forward and see if either one of those, Boston Scott or Jordan Howard, are someone that you might want to pick up. And then... For our game this evening, actually the one that is playing right now between the Raiders and the Browns, Dearness Johnson is about 30% rostered. Now Kareem Hunt is hurt, and uh, the Browns are just ravaged with COVID. This is a very unfortunate situation. So hopefully those players can come off of COVID for Week 16. If they cannot, Dearness Johnson could be an opportunity. He has been explosive when he's been given the opportunity to do so. Their schedule is going to be facing the Green Bay Packers and then the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there is opportunity here if Darius Johnson does get that said opportunity. And I think I used opportunity like six times just in that little blurb. Apparently that's going to be his nickname is Mr. Opportunity from now on. That's who I am referring to is uh, Darius Johnson is Mr. Opportunity. He's also about 30% rostered. And I, I hate even saying this because I feel like I'm doing you a disservice by even bringing up a Miami Dolphins running back, but... Then I feel like I'm doing you a disservice if I don't. So we now have the carousel of running backs continuing to just rotate around with different dudes. And on Sunday, it was Duke Johnson. Really? 
This is where we are in 2021. Duke Johnson, he had two touchdowns. He looked really good, and he played really good. Now, they have a tough schedule as well. They're going to face New Orleans and then Tennessee. And you never know because Salvan Ahmed could be the guy. Miles Gaskin could be the guy. You just never know with the Dolphins. But he is only 5% rostered. It's a desperation play, in my opinion. But, hey, you might have to. And another one, a little bit more on the desperation side, but one I like just a little bit more is actually Craig Reynolds for the Detroit Lions. I know, I know. Maybe I'm just jumping all in on the Lions because I was so against them for so long, but I'm really liking what they're putting on the table right now. And Craig Reynolds was officially signed to the active roster. He is only 13% rostered, and they have an excellent schedule. They're facing Atlanta and then Seattle. Now, this is going to depend on the status of DeAndre Swift as well as Jamal Williams, who both missed the game in Week 15. Jamal Williams because of COVID, DeAndre Swift, I think because he was just hurt. But who knows? He might get COVID too. It's going around everywhere. My point is, Craig Reynolds may have his production stunted if either one of those two running backs is on the field, but it never hurts to have someone who has proven that they can be productive on the field on your roster in case you need them. Now let's jump into something a little bit more exciting than the stinky running back situation. Wide receivers. If Devontae Parker is somehow not rostered in your league, go grab him now. He is 70% rostered across most platforms, so he's probably not available, but if he is, go get him. I mean, obviously he proved he can do it. He scored a touchdown. I mean, this is what Devontae Parker does. This is what he always does, and this is why I love him. Now they are activating Jalen Waddell off of the COVID-19 reserve list for Week 16. That Literally doesn't hurt Devontae Parker, that helps, because defenses are going to have to spread out even more, giving him even more opportunity. Another player that usually breaks my heart, but actually has done quite well, and Aaron Rodgers really wants to get him more involved, is the Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling, more appropriately known as MVS, just so we don't have to put as many syllables in there. He is about 30% rostered. He had an excellent game on Sunday, I, I can't deny it. They're playing Cleveland and then Minnesota to finish out our fantasy leagues. And then the Lions again. Yay, go Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown. I can't ignore it anymore. He's been getting a ton of volume. And in fact, this week he had 11 targets, 8 receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Well done. Another big target game. I like it. I also like the Lions schedule for wide receivers as well because they are facing Atlanta and Seattle, as I mentioned, with the running backs. Also very solid for them as well. And then Gabriel Davis for the Bills. I mean, he is stepping up in a big way. He can either be boom or bust, but when he booms, man, he booms. In fact, he boomed with two touchdowns last week, which was very exciting for us, especially anyone who had to start him as a spot start because of all this COVID or if you played him in DFS as a value play. He is still only 20% rostered. Um, I just, I really like this. There's a lot of talent there on the Bills, but it doesn't seem to matter. Um, He likes to look for Davis on big plays, and he likes to look for Davis on big plays in the end zone, which is what we like in fantasy football. Now, I do want to touch on tight ends. I'm not going to say much about them because they're all terrible. All right, we've got David Njoku and Austin Hooper who are playing tonight, so we might have a little bit more clarity about what we can do with both of those players if you want to get them. There's C.J. Ozama, okay. I mean, Gerald Everett, ew. Brevin Jordan for the Houston Texans, really? I mean, this is when you should have planned to pick up your tight end for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. So if you've been listening to my videos, I've been helping out with that a little bit. That's why I like to give the schedule moving forward for tight ends as well, as well as my other players. But this is just gross. There's not a tight end on here that I like. There's not one that I say, go pick up, smash, grab, start him. I mean, it's just, it's not pretty on the tight end landscape 
whatsoever. It's gross. I don't like it. I mean, maybe between Austin Hooper and David Njoku, if we get a little bit more clarity with what's going on with the Browns, but it's Nick Mullins who's the starting quarterback tonight. Not even Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum. It's not pretty, and I don't like it. So I, I don't even know what to tell you about tight ends. I, I wish I had better news for you, but I don't. So let's go into our streaming options here before we wrap up and get ready to go ahead and watch these games on Monday and Tuesday and pray and hope that we make it to the second round of our playoffs if you weren't lucky enough to get a bye. All right, now let's hop into our streaming options here. We have Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins. He is under 50% rostered. He is going up against New Orleans, who just made Tom Brady look very silly. But there is opportunity there for the, the uh, New Orleans defense to allow points to the quarterback position. And Tua Tungavailoa has been playing very well. So I do like his opportunity there. Jimmy Garoppolo is another one who has been playing very well. He is only 41% rostered playing Tennessee, who also allows a lot of points to the quarterback position. And then finally, we have Justin Fields, 26% rostered, who is facing Seattle, another team that will bleed points to the quarterback position. And then finally, before we wrap up here, we have our defense special teams that we also need to consider if you are streaming these positions, players? I think it's just position. If you're streaming this position group, I think is a better way to say it. I like Chicago versus Seattle, since we're talking about Justin Fields here. I also really like... The Chiefs defense versus Pittsburgh. The Chiefs defense is, is in fuego. All right, they've stepped up with the plate. They're getting it done, and Pittsburgh is floundering in every single quarter except, like, the fourth quarter. So I really like the Chiefs defense here. Also, the Eagles are facing the Giants. Did I mention Jake Fromm? Oh, yes, I did. So, Eagles, I love that smash play. Go for it. And that's all you have for me today. Like I said, we still have four games that are yet to be played. So keep your eye on any players that may... Uh, jump to the forefront here due to volume or, God forbid, knock on wood, due to injury. Good luck in Week 16. I hope you are making it that far in your fantasy playoffs. And you will see me again very soon as we start out your starts and six for Week 16. Friends, this might be the hardest show I've ever had to do in my life. But we are here. I'm Peter Overzet on the Mayo Media Network, ready to give a first look at the Week 16 DFS salaries. As I record this, we have COVID ravaging its way across the league. We have four games still left on the week 15 slate. And I have been getting dusted on back-to-back-to-back main slates. But the show truly must go on. I have looked at the week 16 slate and I am ready to give you my initial thoughts here. Um, Let's get to this here. Uh, Obviously, no bye weeks uh, here in week 16. We do have uh, Saturday games, so we have uh, four, six, five, five total games that are not on the main slate. We have the 49ers and Titans playing on Thursday night. We have the Browns, Packers, Colts, Cardinals playing on Saturday. We have Sunday night football, Washington football team versus the Cowboys. And then we have Monday night football, Dolphins and Saints. So none of those teams are on the main slate. We also have, um, it looks like a slightly better slate than this past week. And it was truly a historically bad slate. I think it was the fewest touchdowns uh, scored on a a main slate in over 27 years was the stat I saw from Chris, uh, from Scott Hansen on Twitter. So uh, it's been rough. It's been rough out there. Uh, Hopefully we can turn things around. We do have the Rams Vikings game that has a 49 point 
over under. We have the Chargers Texans game, 47 and a half point over under. That could be fun. Steelers Chiefs potentially could be fun, 46 and a half point over under. And then not necessarily a, a shootout game, but we do get a rematch of the Bills Patriots game from that windy Monday night football uh, matchup a couple weeks ago. That game currently has a 44 point over under. We also have a bunch of injuries. Who knows what COVID has in store for us this week, but I'm going to try to do my best here to walk through this slate and talk about anything standing out to me. Um, Quarterback actually looks pretty solid. You know, Mahomes at home uh, versus the Steelers at 7,700 after their really big uh, back-to-back games, really, first against the, the Chargers. Uh, most recently, and then two weeks ago against the Raiders. So I imagine Patrick Mahomes at 7,700 is going to be very popular here. Josh Allen on the road at New England. I think that's kind of a tough spot for him. Um, I think you can throw out the splits from a couple weeks ago just because that was impacted so much by the wind and the elements. Um, So I'll be curious to see what the field does with him. Tom Brady, of course, coming off of uh, one of his worst games of the year. The Bucs got shut out. Uh, against the Saints on Sunday night football. And now you have him without uh, the majority of his weapons. It sounds like Chris Godwin is going to miss the regular this rest of the regular season. Mike Evans has a hamstring injury. Leonard Fournette has a hamstring injury. I haven't heard anything as of Monday afternoon about Evans and Fournette specifically, but Brady could certainly be without a bunch of weapons here on the road at Carolina, who is still able to manage a decent pass rush these days. We saw them get to Josh Allen a few times yesterday. I think Herbert looks very intriguing here versus Houston. Houston seems to find themselves in a ton of pace up high scoring games. Chargers obviously um, putting up a ton of points these days. So I think that's intriguing. Uh, Tyler Huntley looked awesome in reserve of Lamar Jackson yesterday. I have no idea if we're going to get Lamar Jackson back or not. I mean, if they were, if there was any uncertainty, um, I think you could feel comfortable rolling Tyler Huntley out. I mean, he played really, really well uh, yesterday, even though they uh, they lost that game. Um, you know, 215 yards, two passing touchdowns, also had 73 yards rushing and two rushing TDs. So um, whichever of Lamar Jackson or Tyler Huntley starts, I think is going to be in a pretty good spot against Cincinnati. That could potentially be a fun game. And then we have um, a couple quarterbacks in the highest scoring uh, projected scoring game of the week in the Rams and the Vikings. We have Matt Stafford here at 6,700 and Kirk Cousins at 6,200. To me, that seems like a pretty fun spot for fantasy purposes. And then Jalen Hurts here, who we haven't seen uh, play yet this week. He will play tomorrow uh, against the Washington football team. I'm pretty interested in him at 6,400. It's been a while. Uh, it seems like since we last saw him play against the giants there, uh, but still chasing kind of that high floor, high ceiling combo that we saw against new Orleans in week 11, as far as getting cheap at quarterback, you know, obviously Huntley was priced up, so there's nothing there. Um, Not a lot down here. I guess Jared Goff or Matt Ryan in that matchup, I could see that being a game that has a decent amount of fantasy points. We've seen Jared Goff. I mean, he played great yesterday against the Cardinals. Um, Very productive game for him, 20 fantasy points. So him and Matt Ryan could definitely get to slinging it in the dome down here. Um, Mac Jones, the, the passing offense just isn't, robust enough to support that. Um, Maybe Justin Fields against Seattle 
We're going to watch Justin Fields play tonight against the Vikings. That could potentially be interesting. He really has been improving of late. So we have some options. Uh, I think we can also toss Trevor Lawrence down here on the road at Jacksonville, or sorry, at the Jets. And Trevor Lawrence now without Urban Meyer in this matchup that a lot of teams have been teeing off on against the Jets, that could be interesting too. So just as I kind of walk through all of these quarterback options this week, um, I'm pretty uh, excited, at least relative to this past week, about the amount of options we have here. Let's head over to running back. Um Again, lots of uncertainty here uh, as far as guys who are playing over the next couple of days. Their stock and kind of industry sentiment certainly could change. We have COVID, we have injuries, but let's do our best here. Dalvin Cook at the top end, he does play tonight, 8,300, coming off of a massive game uh, in week 14 against Pittsburgh, 38.2 fantasy points. He will certainly be in contention to be the top overall play. Austin Eckler versus the Texans. That looks like an awesome spot. Uh, Maybe a little bit limited last Thursday, uh, but now it will be coming off of a 10-day rest. So that should bode well for his prospects. Najee Harris, uh, have had a hard time getting excited about him. He looks a little too pricey here at 7,400 on the road at KC. Leonard Fournette, if his hamstring is not good, I mean, Ronald Jones is priced down here at 5,100. Obviously, I think they would have adjusted that price had they known uh, about Fournette's injury, but these salaries, I believe, came out previous to that game starting. So Ronald Jones at 5,100, if there was no uh, Fournette, would be pretty interesting. And he looked good last night. Eight uh, rushing attempts for 63 yards, two receptions for eight yards. So keep an eye on Ronald Jones there if Leonard Fournette were to miss some time. Uh, Joe Mixon also came away uh, with an ankle injury yesterday. Uh, If he were to miss, then Samaje Pirine would be extremely interesting at 4,400. We saw Pirine fill in for Mixon last year toward the end of the year and had uh, a 100-plus yard game. He catches some passes, um, and he's even had a bit of a serviceable role even when Mixon is healthy. So I I like this a lot. Uh, definitely going to keep tabs on him, but him at home there as a bell cow back, if Mixon were to miss at 4,400 would be uh, what we call a smash play in the business. Um, Let's see here. Cordell Patterson uh, was so close to uh, having a bigger day yesterday. He had a touchdown called back. Uh, I was pretty upset about that. Him at 6,700 at home versus Detroit looks interesting to me. Saquon Barkley, I mean, he looks fine, but he actually got outproduced yesterday in the rushing department by Devonta Booker. So, you know, Barkley and Zeke are kind of in a similar boat right now where, you know, they're still getting some touches and yet they're often getting outproduced by their backfield mates. So not a love, not a lot of love for Barkley. Javante Williams uh, is going to be interesting to me in this spot versus Vegas. Obviously, the Broncos struggled yesterday in that low-scoring game. Teddy Bridgewater carted off the field. I think it kind of just sunk the entire team's prospects. But this kind of workload split is still very promising to me. 15 rush attempts, four targets. So Javante Williams, we know, is super talented. Nothing has changed on that front. Uh, we'll be pretty stoked to play him uh, against Las Vegas there, depending on how things shake out. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at home, you know, at 5,800. This is actually a really nice spot here in this 5,000 range. We have James Robinson against the Jets coming off of a really big workload game. Maybe Carlos Hyde comes back, but hopefully this new regime without Urban Meyer realizes that their best chance to win is to give James Robinson a bunch of carries. So he'll be a popular play. Darrell Henderson 
He is returning for tomorrow's game against the Seahawks. Uh, the early indications are that he'll be splitting with Sony Michelle. We will see because earlier this season, you know, Henderson had been operating as their true back. So I think we'll get a lot more information tonight with how the team is feeling about Henderson, but he could be very interesting at 5,700. Damian Harris, of course, missed this week with a hamstring. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him because if he is out again, Ramondre Stevenson, who did kind of disappoint people on Saturday night against the Colts, only 10 rushing attempts for 36 yards, he would be another good play. He's another one of those plays you're just going to have to go back to if Damian Harris was out. So that looks interesting to me. Um, David Montgomery plays tonight. He's 5,700. Uh, David Montgomery against the Seahawks, who have been uh, very beatable on the ground. That'll be interesting to me. Rashad Penny plays tonight at 5,500. Um, he will, uh, I assume, lead the backfield in carries after coming off of that big game against Houston. So a lot to like down here in this cheap range. It could be uh, set up for a pretty good week as far as that's concerned. I'm even willing to entertain Michael Carter. I know he didn't have a great game there, but they were winning for a lot of the game using more Tevin Coleman. I still expect Michael Carter to be the primary pass catching back. So that's probably about as gross as I'm going to get. You know, if we get a Ronald Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Michael Carter in this 5,000 range, and then P. Ryan as well would be my other preferred cheap guys. Let's check out wide receiver. We are going to get Cooper Cup back on the main slate, 9,100. Just seeing all of the value at running back, seeing how much ownership Devontae Adams garnered this past week at 8,900. Um, I think Cooper Cup is going to be extremely popular. Um but we also have some good options up here on the top end. So maybe it's a little bit more spread out. You know, if Justin Jefferson goes nuclear again tonight, uh, he's going to be popular. Tyreek Hill versus that Steelers secondary looks good to me. Keenan Allen versus the Texans. You know, Diggs is probably the one here where people just aren't quite as confident. We saw Gabriel Davis get the majority of the projection uh, production. So we'll have to keep an eye on Stefan Diggs. But a pretty nice crop of elite wide receivers this week. Chris Godwin, like I said, is not going to play, and Evans is questionable. So the names that are kind of interesting to me there would be Scotty Miller at 3,600, Tyler Johnson at 3,900. I think both those guys could offer nice salary relief. Tyler Johnson has usually operated as the kind of replacement for Godwin, kind of a similar skill set. So he's the one I'd be looking for. Scotty Miller is more operated as an Evans or Antonio Brown outside replacement. And speaking of Antonio Brown, uh, he is supposed to come back this week. Uh, the team said they were going to be uh, activating him, rejoining the team. So he'll be in play at 4,900, uh, especially if both Godwin and Evans are out currently just for sure expecting Godwin out. So keep an eye on the Bucks wide receivers. You get your angry Tom Brady. You get some uh, vacated targets there opening up. So uh, definitely interested in the Bucks passing game. Let's see what else we have up here. Jamar Chase really disappointing people uh, there in week 15. Uh, I would expect to bounce back there. Hunter Renfro all the way up to 6,800. I mean, this is out of control. Um, I will probably continue not to play Hunter Renfro and he will probably continue to put up 20 plus points. So that is just how it goes. Uh, Mike Williams against the Texans interested in that get Devonta Smith back on the main slate. He probably will go really, uh, overlooked just at this price tag. Um, unless he has a really big game, uh, tomorrow, uh, Russell Gage has been playing well. 
Uh, let me check his box score here. Yeah. Two games over 23 points in the past three weeks. That's kind of interesting. He's starting to click a little bit more with Matt Ryan, and now he gets Detroit. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, kind of similar to the Russell Gage play, just a guy that's getting a ton of volume, three straight games now with 11 or more targets. Uh, he has just turned into a very steady play. Don't mind him kind of a cheaper version of the Hunter Renfro play. And I'd rather, you know, save the 1200 and play Amon Ra, uh, over Hunter Renfro. We will have to see kind of what shakes out with some of these other kind of COVID and injury designations down here. You know, Darnell Mooney, if Allen Robinson were to miss again at 5,400 is obviously interesting. Let me scroll down here, see if I can find anything else. Gabe Davis, it looks like has been priced up. Gabe Davis now up to 4,700. So with uh, Emmanuel Sanders uh, missing time, the cat's kind of out of the bag about Gabe Davis's role really increasing. Maybe there's a buyback spot or a buy low spot here on Cole Beasley at 4,600. I'm glad Rashad Bateman's price has come down a smidge. You know, he was a little pricey uh, last week. I believe he was at 5,100. He was at 5,100 or Sammy Watkins was, uh, or I can just look right here. Uh, he was at 5,000 last week. Goodness. This is how rough of a week it's been. I'm trying to remember the salary when it's right in front of me. Uh, 5000 for Rashad Bateman last week, so he comes down $500. Interested in that. Man, uh, Cortland Sutton uh, down here uh, at $4,200. Uh, maybe Drew Locke, uh, if Teddy Bridgewater misses, can kind of unlock, uh, no pun intended, Cortland Sutton there. I truly did not mean to make a pun. I'm begging you. I, 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 I didn't make a pun. Okay. It was completely accidental. LaVisca Chanel showed signs of life without, uh, urban Meyer around back-to-back -back games with seven targets. Uh, I think you, it's safe to question the upside. Uh, but at 4,100 against the jets, uh, I think he's a pretty good bet for 10 plus points. Uh, Allen Robinson. Wow. All the way down here at 4,000. I actually think that'll be an interesting play. If he is activated, we have the bucks guys who I mentioned down here. Um, and not seeing a ton else down in this range, but you never know. You never know what can open up as the week progresses. Miko Hardman down here at 3,500. Oh my, how the mighty have fallen. Let's head over to tight end here. We have Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews here at the top, both coming off of monster games. Travis Kelsey, 44 points on that Thursday night game against the Chargers. Mark Andrews, Two huge games with Tyler Huntley, 20, 31 points and 38.6 points. Those guys are going to be very popular. Uh, Gronk looks like a nice play to me. I know he's up here at 6,200, but you remove Godwin from the mix. Have to expect a few extra targets headed Gronk's way. Kyle Pitts honestly looked a little bit better on Sunday as well. Seven targets for 77 yards, still getting used deep down the field. Dawson Knox, uh, always interesting, tied to Josh Allen. Um, but in general, this kind of mid-range of tight end has just not been the place where we want to be for tight ends. We're either wanting to pay up for the elite ceiling with Kelsey and Andrews or pay down and kind of punt the position. A lot of these Goddard, Henry, Noah Fant types um, are tough to nail kind of their, their touchdown game. You're really dependent on the touchdowns with them. Um, let's see. I'll be curious if Waller continues to miss time. Moreau at 3,600 would be interesting. Uh, Cole Komet is interesting here. If Justin Fields continues to play well and maybe Allen Robinson misses time, James O'Shaughnessy, another guy you can always punt with, uh, six targets, two weeks ago, four for 60 yesterday. So again, 
nothing to get you super, super excited. Uh, but you know, it's, it's usable. It's usable at tight end, which is such a gross position. Albert Akui Boonham actually led the Broncos in receiving yesterday four targets for 58 yards. If we could just condense Albert O and Noah Fant into one tight end, they would be uh, an elite tight end, but nevertheless, they are splitting CJ, CJ Uzoma had a, a decent uh, game yesterday. And I say decent just because he got four targets and he's been averaging here, you know, a little over five targets a game in the past three weeks. So that is viable. Let me see if I can find you a true punt down here, a true punt, anything I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing much uh, all the way down there. And we, of course, as always can wrap up with defense. Let's see if we have anything fun down here in the cheap range. Oh, Panthers, uh, 2,300 versus Tom Brady without weapons could be fun. Um, Houston at home versus Justin Herbert, who is known to uh, turn the ball over every now and again could be fun. Uh, Falcons at home versus Jared Goff. I don't hate that. Jaguars and Jets against each other. So yeah, I actually like a lot of these cheap defenses up here on the high end, the Chiefs at home versus Big Ben, I think could be fun. Eagles versus Mike Glennon, of course, could be fun. Uh, so yeah, some some nice stuff up here. Probably going to avoid this like Bills, Rams, Ravens stuff uh, in here. Seahawks at home versus Justin Fields could be good. So that is your first look at the defenses, and that is your first look at the Week 16 slate. Thank you for hanging in there with me, powering through. Uh, it, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was tough to get the mental framework to look ahead to week 16 with four games still left on this week 15 slate uh, and lots of uncertainty around injuries and projections, but the show must go on and it is truly helpful to orient ourselves and get prepared for the slate ahead. Definitely, uh, you know, keep your head up, uh, you know, shake off the, uh, the rust and the, uh, and the, you know, bad outcomes from week 15 and we will rebound here in week 16. Please subscribe to the channel if you have not done so. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter Overzet. If you want to get in the showdown streets or you want to run simulations on these main slates, find out what plays the math likes more than the field. You can project it against ownership. I highly recommend checking out Run the Sims. You can use promo code Pete for 10% off. The Sims have been absolutely awesome. I won uh, $4,000 last night on Showdown using a lineup from Run the Sims. So highly recommend. It's going to be very fun to use here for the rest of the season. We also have weekly and monthly options, so you can get all squared away for this playoff run as well. Looking forward to that. Feel free to ask me. If you have any questions, you can also ask Pat Mayo, Justin Freeman. We will tell you about all the good stuff going on over at Run the Sims. That is it for me. Good luck with your Week 16 prep. We'll see you next time.